Um, I am a huge, I'm pro AI. Um, I've been for a while. Machine learning is not new. And a lot of us use machine learning quite often, more than we would think, right? Um, you've got machine learning and some of the algorithms that kind of, you know, how we'll be like, oh, the phone's listening to you. No, it's just learning your behaviors, your patterns, your data. Like it's literally like our, our data is kind of up for grabs a lot. Like every click is monitored at every length of time so and then there's data mining companies that purchase that data and analyze it for them to make their their moves if you will um so i think from an ai perspective i have two schools of thought because i happen to be in hr right so ai is huge in my industry right now in terms of just creating employee efficiencies like how we manage our day-to-days in our world is exponentially, you know, made more efficient because of AI. But from a second, we also have to take a look at from a compliance perspective, right? Like what type of information are we putting in there? Welcome to Empower Her Money Podcast. I am your host, Angela Duncan, speaker, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and we talk all things money and business. Today's episode is sponsored by freemoneytipsbook.com, freemoneytipsbook.com. Head over there, download your free ebook, Seven Unshakable Tips to Get You Started on Your Financial Journey. Today's episode, I get to interview Natalie Marino, and she is the Latina techie. And we're going to talk about the best applications that you need in your business today. Hi, Natalie. Welcome to Empower Her Money podcast. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. And yourself? I am amazing. I would love for you to start off and kind of tell a little bit about your journey and how you got into your business today. So um, to take it a couple steps back, um, I'm a corporate girly. So my my nine to five currently is I'm the director of IT solutions for an HR company. So that was what landed me into technology. So I have been in HR for about uh, professional employer organizations to be exact um, since my early 20s, um, pretty much my entire career. And that was my segue into technology, um, building HR um, applications and kind of understanding the life cycle of an employee, if you will, as they get hired and, you know, through, through their employment. Um, and then from there, I landed a job to be a, um, one of my dream roles to be a product owner for ADP and learning how to actually build some of this HR technology, learning how to run, um, development teams and work with developers and things like that. It kind of, Sparked, and this all happened in 2020, by the way. So it kind of went, you know, everyone kind of had a little great awakening, if you will. It kind of spawned a thought in my head where I started being in rooms with a ton of very, very smart individuals and learning so many different skill sets and realizing that I was the only Latina in the room. Um, and I was making, it was probably the most I had been making it um, ever in my career. And I was just so fascinated by the fact that nobody in my demographic knew that there's a space for, you know, product owners, developers, and there's this whole great big world of technology, right? So that's where the Latina Techie was born. 
So while I have a nine to five, I also recently launched my brand about three and a half years ago with the one singular idea of raising awareness for Latinas in technology and in STEM, um, technology to be exact, just to kind of understand that there is a world here, there's a space for us to play in, make money in, and for us to kind of innovate, right? Because that's essentially what we do with tech. Um, and then my brand has morphed a few different times, right? I thought going back to my corporate life, I had thought I would always be this HR tech consultant, if you will. And then what I started realizing as I was putting my myself out there and going to networking events and also kind of really showing up for other people um, in my community, I, which is essentially kind of where, where I met you, um, Lauren Marcelcano at her event, right? And kind of showing up for, for people like that in my life, I started realizing the huge gap in our market and our networking groups was that nobody was really serving our women female founders in their businesses, right? Like who's serving them, who's handholding them and walking them through this tech process um, and really kind of having them see the potential of what technology can really do for their businesses. Um, and then that, that started my true consulting, you know, side of the business where I, um, essentially I help, um, I help founders build technology to help scale their businesses and also kind of find the technology that works for them. Um, so I know that was a long intro, but that, that's what my, my pathway to what I've been doing and what I do today. Yeah. And I think technology is very similar to money. Like if you don't know it, it's mm -hmm. extremely intimidating. Like I, I know money, mm -hmm. I can talk about money all day long, but when it comes to technology, mm -hmm. I would say I'm probably the least techiest person in the room. And then I, I, I'm scared to learn about it because it's so overwhelming. So when people come to you and they kind of want to explore, figure out like, how do we use technology in my business? Where do you start with people? Oof, I start, I, I'm, a, I'm a back to basics gal. And that's essentially people think that technology is so difficult. I too used to think the same thing. Oh my God, you know, what is it going to be to be a product owner? How do we build this? It's really basic. We start with like, what do you got? Like, first of all, what's your business, right? Understanding your, your business model, who you serve, right? What your business goals are. And then also like, what do you have? And I, I, I start with the technology audit, very simple. Like, what do we have? What are we working with all the way down to your email, your website, your calendar? Like, how are we syncing? What integrations do you have? You know, how are you sending your invoices? Do you have QuickBooks? That sort of thing. Right. Um, and then I take that all the way. I kind of like, I, I do it where I, with that technology audit kind of allows me to meet the, my entrepreneurs where they're at similar to therapy, right? Like let's take an assessment. Where are you at? So that I know how I, my team can come in and serve you. Hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of things that we do as business owners that we can integrate to be able to speed things up, make things more simple, but we just don't know what type of products or any of those ways out there. So that's nice that you come in. You ask, where are you now? And then figure out how to kind of simplify things and hopefully make it work more effectively. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. Yeah. So what are some cool technology, you know, um, either apps or applications that you're finding help to help business owners with their business today that perhaps maybe we don't know about? Um, I, depending upon the business model, um, and this is where I've been kind of playing in the space most recently, very heavily on project management right? And tasks, like, where are we? What are we doing? Who's on, like, kind of like the basis, like who's on what, who's on second, who's on third, right? 
Um, and simple, very simple tools that help you kind of manage your day to day. We're talking the Trellos of the world, the Asanas, if we want to get a little bit more spicy or the Mondays.coms, um, where I've been playing a lot with is, you know, how do you map out an entire project? Right. And essentially a lot of us, whether we're plumbers, whether we're financers, like no matter where you sit in the market, no matter how you're making money, you're, it is all project-based or there's some sort of workflow that gets you from where we got a client in and we got money coming, you know, also we're closing the loop and also getting paid. Um, yeah. So those are probably my, my tops that I've been working with in the last, like since Q4, if you will. I was going to say, I've not heard of any of those. I think maybe mondays.com just because they have a billboard and I always wonder. The, like, yeah, the that. marketing, great. They have got great marketing, but the, the tool is really seamless too. So essentially they're very, I would, I'll send you the link to Trello because that's, I start a lot of people there because it literally looks like a sticky note app. That's what I call it. It looks like you have your little sticky notes that you put in a little, you put in your note, uh, you know, like podcast at 12 and this, and then you're able to switch that sticky note from one person to another or another part of your process. So let's say if I want to assign it to my teammate, okay, I'm going to assign this sticky note to somebody else and I just move it, drag and drop. So it's very simple, um, but that kind of gets, gets my, my people kind of started, if you will. Yeah. And that, that's great too. Cause I can remember when I worked in corporate and we used to be in person and have desks, I would tons of times, but I would leave like a sticky note on their computer and be like, mm -hmm. don't see me or don't forget about this. And I still have sticky notes probably all over my home office too. <laughs> Same. That's, a, Same. that's a good way for us to be virtually working together and still say, Hey, here's something, you know, don't forget about this task. Or mm -hmm. so I really like that too. Yeah. It, it, to that point, it fosters that collaboration of like, I don't have to leave that. Sticky, like I'm now leaving you virtual sticky note. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do you say to business owners like myself who are just saying, I'm just not techie. I don't know what to even figure out what to do. Like how do, how do you even approach someone who's just, so I love this technology. I love this question because can, and, and I'm going to do this right now, Angela, can I, can, can you show me your phone? Do you have your phone next to you? <laughs> <laughs> it's on silent, but yes, I have my phone. Okay, right. You have your phone. When you open it, do you have all those apps? How many apps do you have on your phone? Um, probably tons, but I'm one of those weird people that puts it in like little boxes. <laughs> right. So when you open your phone, how many applications do you do you interact with on a daily basis? Um, like I start there. 20. Yeah. Right. So like, of course you're techie. We're on this podcast. Like this podcast is techie, like whether you're slicing and dicing the, the, you know, editing, maybe you, you know, could offshore that or you do that yourself. Like that's techie. So when you get in your car, if you have a smart car, if you turn on your TV, you have a smart TV and you're putting in Netflix and your credentials, like a lot of technology is just like that. Signing in, signing out, understanding how to configure it. Like, how are you setting it up for you? Right. When you, let's say you have a nest in your home, right. Yeah. To, maybe you don't do it or, or, you know, my husband set it up, but like I could go in there and follow the instruction manual on how to configure it and attach it in. Right. So we're all techies at the end of the day. It's just a matter of the tech that matters most to you and how you're using it in the season of life that you're in. But I, this, when someone's like, Oh, I'm not techie. I'm like, show me your phone, show me your phone. Because I promise you, you have an app for, do you go on, you know, online banking? That's techie. Are you transferring money electronically? That's techie. Um, so I try to kind of demystify a lot of the things where I try to make it not so, it's not so scary. It's not so scary. 
Yeah, I like that too. So maybe I'll stop saying I'm not techie. And instead, I'll just say like, I'm a techie rookie or, you know, change my mindset around it and change that language. Then maybe it'll, yeah. it'll open my mind to be more acceptable, you know, to be able to go out mm-hmm. and learn new technology, not be so scared of it. But I will say YouTube is amazing. So whenever I have an issue, even like with basic stuff, like Excel or Word documents, I just Google like how to do this. Google. And I Go watch a video on YouTube, walk me through it. But I mean, that's techie too, I guess, you know, that's an app. It is that exactly like, and, and I always kind of caution, like, even when I, you know, when I, earlier, when I was mentioning like building technology, I too thought it was so daunting. I had only really configured things. I, at that point in my career, I had only like gotten a software and turned it on essentially made connections, been on phones with people telling them what we needed, stepping into that space to build it. And then when you realize how they build it with a bunch of sticky notes, with ideas, <laughs> like it's such a very elementary process, um, but the tried and true always works. Similar to your industry, right? The tried and true processes back to basics always work. Yeah. So you mentioned a few things that you work with with business owners. Being that mm-hmm. you're a little bit more techie than some of us, are there mm-hmm. any of your own favorite applications that you're using every day too? Ooh, um, I. I'm a huge Trello girl, just because that's how I manage my team's workload as well. I use a few different CRMs from a, only from a workload management perspective. Um, and then my calendar, I'm as techie, like, I feel like that helps me manage my entire day um, mm-hmm. so that I can organize myself as to what, like, what type of Natalie, not what type of Natalie, but like, which one has to come and be present? Like, I have a podcast, I'm at the gym, I'm here. So like, I get, per- that helps me actually prepare and pre-plan um, uh-huh. when I'm managing my house, right? Like I'm a mom, I'm a wife, a ton business owner, corporate. So I have a, I have, in order for me to do that, I have to stay organized and my calendar is like my favorite. Yeah. Basic. I use, I'm basic. I told you. <laughs> yeah. I use Outlook and thank God it's on my phone because without Outlook and putting it into my calendar, I always say, if it's not in my calendar, my email, it just doesn't exist. My brain can't handle anything else. So if I need to contact you, Mm -hmm. if I have an appointment, it's all in my calendar. So you mentioned Mm -hmm. CRMs. Are there any favorites that you recommend for clients? I know it might be industry specific, but what kind of CRMs are, are, are you finding are best right now? Um, the sales forces of the world, um, depending, it could be just because of how customizable it is, because it really can help the smaller organ startup organization, right. Versus the huge enterprise organizations. Um, and when I say CRM, I also, I will also caution my clients to look for industry specific stuff, right? Like what is it proprietary to your industry so that you, you already know that the guests, like the configuration guesswork of things, cause time is money, right? is already taken out. You can just, sometimes a tech audit will produce like, let's buy something that's like technology that's already fresh off the shelf. Something mm-hmm. that comes quickly configured. Like we don't have to, maybe you're not ready for a six figure investment to build your own proprietary technology. Maybe you just need something that's off the shelf that'll cost you, you know, a hundred dollars a month to operate with your users and things like that. Um, so I will always say industry specific CRMs um, to look for or something as, or like a monday.com, right? You can customize things to make it so it's that it's CRM-y, if you will. Or you could even use QuickBooks too as your CRM um, because really that's like just a customer relationship platform where you're able to retain like where your business is and who your business interacts with and how, and then from there you build your workflows from there. Yeah. Now with the advancement of AI technology coming faster and just changing our world at such an incredible speed, 
what are you what are your thoughts of like where's the future going when it comes to technology utilizing AI and for business owners to talk about what your what your visions are what do you think is going to happen um I am a huge I'm pro AI um I've been for a while machine learning is not new and a lot of us use machine learning quite often more than we would think right um you've got machine learning and some of the algorithms that kind of you know how we'll be like oh the phone's listening to you no it's just learning your behaviors your patterns your data like it's literally like our, our data is kind of up for grabs a lot. Like every click is monitored at every length of time. So, and then there's data mining companies that purchase that data and analyze it for them to make their, their moves, if you will. Um, so I think from an AI perspective, I have two schools of thought because I happen to be in HR, right? So AI is huge in my industry right now in terms of just creating employee efficiencies, like how we manage our day-to-days in our world is exponentially, you know, made more efficient because of AI. But from a second, we also have to take a look at from a compliance perspective, right? Like what type of information are we putting in there? Can other people like, you know, making sure that we don't, there have to be kind of like boundaries with it, right? We have to have regulations, like making sure you don't put client information in there, making sure that you're not being hard because as powerful as AI is, there's also, we also have to mitigate things, right? There's security implications to it. So making sure that you're using the good, you know, good AI tools that have been vetted for your industry and things like that. Um, but I definitely think AI is our friend. It's here to stay. It's been here. So it's it's just, mm-hmm. you know, now with the dawn of, you know, this the start of, you know, the 2020 pandemic and the rise of, you know, this a kind of great awakening with a lot of people's ideas, we're going to see AI take a huge role in how we build technology just by way of creating efficiencies. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you like chat GPT, you can literally, our developers can copy and paste their code and chat GPT will tell them where their errors are, how to make it better. And it, that, it helps them develop product in a more efficient way. Right. So there, there, there's compliance implications. Right. But then there's also how powerful can it be where it used to take developers two days to troubleshoot, you know, and a bug in the code or there's something wrong. This PDF won't generate. Why? There's something wrong in the code. Right. Something very simple. You plug that into chat GPT, chat GPT is exactly what, oh, this is wrong. You have to fix it. Boom. Hmm. Done. So it's definitely very powerful. Yeah. I know. I think I did, there's a lot more ways that we could utilize chat GPT, mm-hmm. but you have to know like how to use it, like what kind of prompts, what kind of questions are you asking it? Because it doesn't know what you're thinking in your brain. You've got to be able mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I need. Here's how it should look. Mm-hmm. And then let it do, you know, its thing. And I do use chat GPT. So I guess that's a little techie thing too. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm very, I'm very direct. Like I can write a 15 second commercial really easy. But sometimes I need it to be longer. Like if it needs to be a course or something much longer than what my direct brain thinks mm-hmm. about, I'm like, you know, hey, help me fluff this a little bit. Or, you know, using certain commands and types. Wordsmith. That, yep. Yeah. So that yep. it knows like this is my topic, but I need it to be longer so that, you know, it's not just a, a 15 second, hey, here's what you need to do type of thing. Exactly. It helps. I find like, I find ChatGPT too from a, like a refining, to your point, like, I helped it with, um, I was putting together my, my like 2024 strategy plan with my department and it helps it to your point, not necessarily, I didn't need a curriculum, but it helps me kind of put in place what I want it to say, but then it helps me think it's like, it's thinking with me. Does that mm-hmm. mean like it's helping I'm, I'm putting things in and I'm like, 
that's not quite what I was looking for. Okay, let's refine that again. And let's refine that again. And you're able, and then it learned Then that's how it starts to learn you. And it starts to learn your patterns and behaviors so that when you start to ask it questions, it already knows the direction you want to go. Yeah. So. I am still waiting for the day where I can say, you know, write an article about, you know, 401k programs in the voice of Angela Duncan from Empower Her Money. It has not recognized me yet. So hopefully someday it will. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never, you never know. Somebody could be out there creating that AI for you. Yeah. So if a business owner is thinking, you know, I don't want to make any mistakes in kind of um, advancement of technology and growing my business, what are some common things that you see people maybe go down the wrong route that you might have to help them correct later? Signing up for too much stuff like buying everything yeah. um, and thinking, and, and we do this a lot, right? Like it could be like, oh, well, I follow someone on Instagram. We'll give like that example. And so-and-so has these links in her bio and I see that she has this and she has that. And it's, it's great because you're like, oh, I, sometimes you think like I automatically must need XYZ for my business. So next thing you know, I have a business owner with Linktree with Calendly, with HoneyBook, with QuickBooks, with this, with that. So she doesn't have like one centralized location of how are you managing your day-to-day -day business? So that that's honestly the number one I see. And then number two, um, to come right back that up is when they're coming from an app location building perspective, I have an idea, but then we don't have a business plan behind it. Mm. Like, so we're kind of, it's like, okay, I, I need you to meet with a business strategist first so that we can come up and there's, we have services as well, where we offer that full suite of like taking something from an ideation and bringing it to go to market. Um, but kind of that's where that assessment kind of comes in. I need to see where you're at and what you have so that I know how to serve you at what point, but those will be the two things, not a, not a, we'll say buying everything, right. And not really kind of taking it easy with your tech stack. Um, and number two, not having clear clarity on what you want to build. Yeah. I like those examples. And from a money perspective too, that first point of too many things, I see that so many times when I'm meeting with mm -hmm. a client and we're, we're trying to figure out what are your expenses and we'll open up six months worth of credit cards and like, oh yeah, I signed up for that. Signed up for that. Here's this reoccurring exactly. charge or this yearly charge of something that I'm not even using anymore. And we just, we forget about it. We're like, oh, that's a mm -hmm. shiny new object. I'm going to sign up for that. Looks cool. Someone else is using it. And then we completely forget about it or we don't actually use it either. Exactly. So a lot of the technology audit, that's where we kind of flip some of that out or flush some of that. We, we're like, okay, well, I, I see you have HoneyBook, QuickBooks, and another thing that all does, like, what do these three things do for you? Oh, I create invoices at a different spot. Okay, well, like, we're going to stop with that. And we're just going to pay just one. And you see how productivity increases on just that. Cause we're not teaching people to use three different systems and we're paying less money. So it'll be very, very simple, basic things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I challenge you too, when you're meeting with the client, yeah. open up their credit card statement because you <laughs> might actually, they, they, they will forget about some stuff that they signed up that you can help them just cut it out or, or maybe they already signed up for it and you're going to recommend it. So now mm -hmm. they already have an account. So let's use the account. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. So what do you see in the future for you and your company? Where do you want to take it? So the future for me, um, continuing to build applications, um, continuing to learn and um, 
like learn about more applications that are out there. I'm really kind of starting to do a lot of research. That's where I've been up very heads down um, just for, for me to be able to serve my clients, right? So I'm in a, a heads down learning, strategizing, um, and also just in an application building mode um, to grow my portfolio. I love to work with change makers in, the, in our industry. So I really love to work with impactful um, in companies that are making real social change and building technology to sustain that. So that we'll see a lot of, um, at least me being a little bit more public about it because technology takes a lot of time. It's like building a house, right? It takes time to build. Um, so I have a few amazing projects coming out or finalizing and launching in 2024. So I was so excited about that. Um, and then also revamping my in-person um, event. I host a yearly event called A Seat at Her Table. Um, and I, I feel like in my heart, I'm, I'm very guided with my heart, my intuition, kind of like mind, body, soul. I feel like as an entrepreneur, we have to kind of, in order to serve, you got to get yourself right. So in my heads down journey, I've really, because of how I build product as well, um, I'm very researchy, right. In terms mm -hmm. of what, what do, what do my, what do my people need? What does my community need? Um, so revamping my strategy there and, and taking a different dive into a seat at her table and what that will look like in the future. But yeah, just a lot of tech, a lot of building technology mm -hmm. and being outside of my HR world. So it's really exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it fits your personality that you're very research orientated because there's new technology coming mm -hmm. out constantly. So if you're not staying on top of it, then it's hard to help your clients to stay on top of it too. So perfect. Mm -hmm. perfect perfect business for the personality of doing the research. So that's awesome. Are you allowed to give any teasers of these big projects that you're working on for next year? Ooh, so I have one. Um, I work with a mom owned company. She's fantastic. Uh, she was my very first client, um, class keeper. She has an online, um, an online kind of photo, photo repository um, application, but you're able to do so many different things in terms of sharing photos and having, you know, grandma and grandpa kind of share photos as well. And, and um, it also has like an online scrapbooking tool component. So we did a lot of back office work for her and a lot of changes to the inner face and how the users interact with um, the platform so that that's that's live and out and then my other four big projects are under some very heavy NDA but I promise <laughs> we are working on a marketing strategy for 2024 where that will be able to come out um, but yeah that's what I got that's awesome all right Natalie I have a fun question for you if you could pick a superpower what would it be and why oh teleportation Mm -hmm. Um, it would just be, first of all, right. Just cause I literally made a career out of being Mrs. Fix it, right. Solving problems. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like that would solve a lot of my issues. Or if I could just be like, boom, in another place or boom, in another place. Um, I think that that would be my superpower. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, Natalie. If our audience wants to get in touch with you, learn more about these big projects, hire you to help them learn more about the techie world. What's the best way for them to reach you? Um, my website, www.thelatinatechie.com. Instagram, I answer every single DM. So come hit me up um, at thelatina.techie. Um, and that's it. That's where you can find me. Awesome. Very accessible. <laughs> I really appreciate your time today and those tips for our business owners, not to be scared about technology, but just to embrace it because it's coming whether you like it or not. <laughs> Amen to that. Thank you so much for your time today, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into Empower Her Money podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, 
share this podcast and leave a review wherever you are tuning in.